in this breakup, I feel like I'm taking this more seriously where Mm -hmm. before I would kind of feel like I'd healed it through talk therapy. And, you know, I'm like, oh, great. I left that relationship. So I must be so much better. And it's like, honey, that is the beginning. Welcome back to another episode of Uncoupling. This is, yes, a breakup episode, but we more talk about how to move through a breakup gracefully and have more self-empowerment coming out of it. And this week we have on Katie Serafi. Welcome. I am terrible with pronunciations. Did I pronounce this correctly? <laughs> yeah, Serafi. Serafi, perfect. Yes, Katie Serafi. She's a beautiful actress known for her 2019 movie, Annabelle Comes Home. She's also known for Supernatural, Youth Consequences, and her upcoming movie, Stocked, which she's also producing. And she's also known for owning her own acting studio called Just Be Acting Studio. Welcome to Uncoupling. (laughs) Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, Yes, we also have beautiful Murphy behind her on the couch. He's a... I believe eight years old. Eight year old is this a cockapoo or a yeah, poodle? He's a, he's a Maltese poodle. He is eight years old. Multi poo, a multi poo. He he said he had a few words on on breakups and how to get. I was going to say if he has any any advice for uncoupling, he's happy to 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 contribute. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> kiss mommy's tears away. <laughs> well, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Are you currently in a relationship? What's your status right now? <laughs> So, um, hi, I uh, am not currently in a relationship that is pretty recent. So that's interesting. So I'm quite, you know, I'm a good, (laughs) especially into uncoupling. I'm going through the healing process now. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting, you know, difficult journey, but I think you learn a lot about yourself. So do you feel like this is the a breakup that you're that you're freshly going through that you feel like you're gonna this is the big learning curve for you or do you feel like there was a previous relationship where you're like I want to emulate that breakup with this breakup or do you feel like you there was a past breakup you learned more you know for for listeners today going through breakups you know I feel like in this one though like the circumstances were different a lot of this stuff, I'm, I'm learning like a lot of the stuff that I can do on my end is the same or like mm-hmm. the reason that certain patterns keep happening is the same. So though this is, the person is totally different um, than anyone else I've dated and like the relationship was fairly different. Um, the, a lot of the struggles still showed up the same, just in a different kind of outfit, I guess, so to speak. Right. So, um, so I feel like it's, it's a lot of the same lesson over and over and over. And that's something that I think life will do until you heal yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think like, it's interesting because I think I thought that I'd grown a lot more than I had from my other breakups and everything. And I, and I did grow a lot. Um, but this just like, there were, you know, different relationship dynamics, I feel like highlight certain aspects of yourself. And Mm -hmm. this showed that I still had a lot of um, more on my journey to do so that I can be the best partner for somebody. And that's not to say that everyone else in the relationship is perfect and I'm not, but I'm just going with what I can do on my Was this relationship a long relationship, this current one? Yeah. Yeah. It was about two years. Um, Okay. Yeah. And like, it's a big one. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, time-wise. I've had, I've had longer relationships than that, but I think the, you know, we were a lot more serious, like discussions of, of going a lot further and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the thing that makes it harder. Plus I'm older. I've grown a lot from relationships and I've kind of like learned what I want and what I don't. So, um, so this person fit a lot more of those, those boxes, which. Right. Which can be hard to walk away from when you thought you were looking in the right direction for what you were looking for. Exactly. And right. yeah, I just, um, like I've, I've, I've come to realize like I have, um, a lot of abandonment wound issues and attachment wound issues, which, um, is, it's a long healing process. I feel like, um, mm-hmm. But that kind of stuff will get brought up over and over and over unless you really work to heal that, which I've been doing in therapy and now I'm doing in a book and stuff. And I'm in this breakup. I feel like I'm taking this more seriously where Mm -hmm. before I would kind of feel like I'd healed it through talk therapy. And, you know, I'm like, oh, great. I left that relationship. So I must be so much better. And it's like, honey, that is the beginning leaving the relationship that, you know, isn't good for you is great, but now you have to deal with like the things that allow right. you to stay past, you know, its expiration point. Um, yeah. But- you, it was like, yeah, the breakup you thought was going to heal itself almost of like, well, now that I'm out of it, I'm okay. And then in reality, like you said, it's like, once you break up, you really get to take it yourself into the driver's seat of, like you said, that's when the healing can, the conscious healing can really begin. Uh, if it wasn't already beginning towards the end of that relationship. Um, And so, yeah, yeah. And I I, did a lot of like temporary fixes. You know what I mean? Like I find, you know, I was like, oh, I'm hanging out with a bunch of people all of a sudden and I'm going out all the time, which isn't sustainable. It's great. Mm -hmm. And it's like part of the journey to finding yourself again. But I didn't really find myself in like the healthiest ways and commit to those life habits of like, of self-love and stuff uh, before getting into a new relationship. And so if something's not a habit yet, it's easy to go back into an old pattern. Um, Is there a relationship you felt like you have healed in a way which you want to emulate ever, you know, again and again? Like, is there a previous relationship that you were like, oh, I really like how we handled that breakup and we're still in contact with each other? Or was there ever a big relationship that you appreciated how the uncoupling happened in your life from both parties? Yes, actually. Um, and I will say even this one, we're friends now. I always try to end okay, it good. and with like forgiveness and um, and everything and to really see both sides of, of the coin. Um, and that helps, I think, to move on is to realize like that the other person isn't necessarily it. it not all, not always an evil person with malintent, right. just that you both have a different healing journey or journeys to go through. Um, but for the most part, most of my breakups, um, I've learned something new and carried that with me into the next thing. Um, there's one in particular, which was such a struggle, but so necessary and now is so beautiful. He is like my, he's my mm-hmm. best friend. Um, and do you guys talk all the time? Oh, I would not be surprised if he like texts me in the middle of this. We know. So we own our acting studio together. Uh, Wow. And and this is, this is not the current one. This is the previous one. No, this is so it's, (laughs) I'm like, I could go on for days. It's, um, no, this is, uh, one we, we ended like 
three-ish years ago, I think. Okay. Like, he's been in my life for about 13 or 14 years now. Wow. So you were friends for a long time before you started dating? Yeah. Yeah. We okay. Met, um, when I was a teenager, or we were both teenagers. And um, we, like, we just clicked kind of as friends, and then we bumped back into each other a few months later and somehow started hanging out, like, every day that summer. And he became my best friend. His brother became me and his brother were closer at one point. Uh, funny. Yeah. And so so friends, friends with the whole family. <laughs> the whole family. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a really interesting dynamic that I feel like you don't see a lot because I don't think it's I don't think it's for everybody. But yeah, we were best friends for four and a half years. Um, oh, before wow. We ever before you started dating. Yeah. Yeah. And then how long were y'all together? Seven and a half years. Wow. We broke up in the middle, but accumulatively. Yeah. The whole thing. And then how did you guys realize you weren't for each other romantically? And how did that breakup commence because of that? Because being in together seven and a half years, friends for four, friends with a family. I mean, that's a really, I mean, like you said, um, a person that's like imprinted your life that thankfully is still in your life. But how did, how, how did you guys navigate we're not each other's romantic partners. Oof. I mean, I realized it before he did. And I stayed, I mean, I think that's part of the reason we even got together in the first place was because of our friendship. And of course you want your life partner to be someone that you can laugh with. And, you know, you have um, this great friendship with, and you get along with, and you can talk to for hours. Um, <laughs> but, but prior to the relationship, we had a very like brother sister dynamic, which sounds so okay. odd. There was alcohol involved when we first were like, huh, okay. Yeah. Well, also, you were really young, too. I mean, I can imagine you were like early to mid 20s, you know, yeah. getting yeah. together. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we were like, huh, this is okay. I could see it. So we um, then developed feelings, and, you know, that was a whole back and forth of, well, I don't know if I like you. This is weird. Okay. No, this is weird. Um, but then we both ended up together, and, and it was great, but, <laughs> we're also like brother and sister in the sense of how we argue with each other and our mm -hmm. patience levels. We're like, I think if this person had not been, I think he would say the same. If he had not been in my life for as long as he had, I don't think we would last as, as friends. Cause it's like a, someone who just knows how to get under your skin. Right. Right. And it was so rooted in friendship and, and from a platonic angle. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think our patience levels are very different um, and our communication styles are very different. And so that created a lot of um, like stress on the relationship. And so I realized like this isn't someone, you know, and he realized it later, but this isn't someone that I'm meant to like wake up every day to and, mm -hmm. you know, go through like relationship struggles and, and build a family. And, you know, and so we just kind of I, I fell out of love. But okay. I had such a deep love that it kept me there because I couldn't picture a world without him. Um, right, and, right. Yeah, and it was so brutal. I was like, well, can, you know, can I, can I make this work? Can we, you know, and there's conflicting feelings. You're in and out of it. and You um, feel like you're settling for both of you guys where you, both of you deserve better when you think of him as a friend. You want better for you and him. Yeah, exactly. Right, and right. 
I'm like, this isn't fair to either of us to not, you know, be in a relationship where both people feel romantically towards each other. And, you know, we tried to make it work and it just didn't. And um, I think he knew it deep down too. I just came to that decision a little quicker. And so, um, so we ended things and it was the hardest thing because (laughs) he had said, if we ever end, he really confidently was like, I don't think that we could ever be friends, Mm. you know, together for so long. And so when I ended it, I was not only ending a relationship, I was ending my longest friendship, you know, I was ending breaking up with his whole family. I was ending it with one of my other best friends. And I'd kind of fallen out of friendships with other people. I hadn't dedicated enough time to those. Mm. You felt, was there a loneliness that you felt? Yes. I mean, the world dropping out of it. You said, thankfully, what? Oh, thankfully, I had a good girlfriend who who was there for me through it. Um, But even we weren't like super close, like we didn't hang out all the time. So there was a, this loneliness that w- it was. Right. Be- I mean, your whole, your whole gut fell out from underneath you. You had no flooring. Oh yeah. my God. I, I literally, like, I didn't know how I was going to make it out of that. I, I was a mess for so long. Just the, the thought of ending it sounded impossible. My sister would, you know, ask me like, are you guys going to get married? And I would say, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if I want marriage and whatever. And so just obviously I should have left um, sooner, but I think, you know, things happen for a reason and I just didn't want to let go of that friendship. But so I break up with him and I'm like, I am never going to see this person again. We actually had a talk about the business. He was like, you can have it. It's yours. I can't, I can't. And I was like, well, I was going to tell you, you can still be a part of it if you want to, but I understand if not. And he's like, I can't do it. I can't do this. Mm. Um, and then you lost your business partner too, <laughs> at least temporarily for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And we share a dog. So this is my <laughs> Murphy here is, um, not just mine. It's also Tyler's he or he, I don't, <laughs> you're not. <an> it. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, you, so, had to, you had to also co-parent, you know, that you decided to co-parent in the beginning, Murphy. Well, yes. He said, though, you can have Murphy too. And I was like, no, that's your dog too. I can't imagine. I can't picture Murphy not seeing you. Um, and so I, I think we still had a few classes left and we had, you know, that forced us to stay working together. And you would be acting teachers together in the class to the students, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So it was a co-teaching oh, yeah. thing too. It wasn't just like office work. It was like every day you're in the office together. Exactly. So right. together, teaching is together. Um, you know, story plan, like teaching, like, like a lesson planning, I'm assuming it's together. Oh, planning. Yeah. yeah. Private coaching, oh, up with, I mean, everything was, was together. Like our lives were so living together. I'm assuming living together. We were writing partners. We were, you know, just, so just, what was, what was the first step when you broke up? Because I think this is good for people listening that you were essentially married without the paperwork. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, married and then some, there's a lot of, there's most married couples that don't work together yeah. and you know, you had shared a dog together at home. Uh, so what was the first step to sort of unpeel your lives? Like, what is the first thing you did when you broke up? Do you remember? Yes. I got a hotel room. Um, okay. And 
I was like, I just need to be in my own space because it's going to be really hard. And I have a habit of not, it's really hard for me to break up with people. So, which I've gotten better. Goodbyes. Goodbyes and abandonment issues do not go hand in hand. Yeah. No, no. And so I've gotten better with each breakup. It's like, okay, Katie, this is not life or death. You, no one's dying here. I mean, it does feel like a death and it's the death of a, you know, what was, but it's also a new beginning. So anyhow. Right. Exactly. But I think that's, I think that's really good to point out that when the longer somebody prolongs a goodbye, the more you're losing for yourself in a, in a sense. And that's a process that it's going to take however long it's going to take. But we always think of a goodbye as, oh, I'm just leaving this on this end. But when you don't leave something on a certain end, you're, you're leaving on one end or the other. Does that make sense? Yeah. What, yeah. Is it metaphorically. So it, the longer you can, the longer people do prolong breakups because goodbyes are really hard. What we don't realize in a goodbye though is you're already parting with a lot of your current self, the more you don't say goodbye. Does that yes. make sense? Yeah. You're yeah. totally losing yourself because deep down, you know, there's something in you that is not happy here, probably isn't going to stay here. And so you're, you're postponing your growth and your healing and also the other person's, you know, right. Growth right. And healing and, and not, you know, it's easier said than done to be like, well, just get totally. out. Totally. Think, you know, totally. But we don't, and we don't view goodbyes as like a, as like a, a, the t- you know, a dragon with two heads, essentially. We just view it as just this one, one way, this one door. Um, but really it's, it's, it's a two way street. It's, there's two doors on either side of goodbye. Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, it's really hard to view that in that moment though, that you, all you think of is just the person you're leaving. And okay. so that's hard to prolong that part. Right. Or it's hard to, to go through with that part. So it's easy to prolong that part. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Because yeah. I feel like we have such a tendency to be like, well, let me try everything. Everything. So there's no what ifs left at the end of the day yeah. to help you with a goodbye. Yeah. Which can be helpful. I mean, oh, that was the I thing think so. too, actually. So that's a huge thing. So I did try to end it. Okay. And then we um we decided we would go to couples therapy. And he knew that I didn't know if that was going to work, but I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot to see if like some of, cause there was just a lot of damage from all the arguing and, and stuff like that. Yeah. That just yeah. is at, at a certain point, <laughs> our therapist said, she said, um, you have a lot of boxes. Okay. So let's picture all these problems as like little gift boxes around the room. Mm-hmm. The room is filled. Okay, so if you guys want to stay together, we're going to have to unbox everything, just so you know. And I think both of us then realized, like, this is, this is obviously relationships are a lot of work. But if you've gone past, the more you stay in it, past the expiration point, the more issues there's going to be, you know, they're going to be. And so it's just like, to heal that is a lot. Right. So you have to make that decision, like, am I going to leave or am I not? But I do think that going to couples therapy helped both of us. So realize that that wasn't the relationship for us and that <laughs> um, what we needed to work on ourselves and that we probably were better off not with each other. As um, partners. So yeah. that it's it's good that couples therapy was absolutely the right move to, to, to check off a what if. Right? Yeah, especially for that relationship that was 
you know, I was with him for so long and it was so difficult to think about an ending. Um, so yeah, I think that helped for both of us. And so that he could kind of see what the relationship was from an outside perspective. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, so that was step one, step two, um, all along the way, I was like telling a couple friends, like very close friends that, you know, some of the the issues that we were having. And so I had their support, um, Mm -hmm. friendship. Um, I think a lot of people lose themselves in relationships and we, not everyone, but we put so much focus on the other person and them being our, um, which is something I'm trying to work on now too, is them being our everything. They're our friends that we go to for advice. They're a friend that we go to to laugh. They're a friend that we go to to create with. They're a friend. And if you make somebody your source of everything, then you're like, oh, but I don't need to go hang out with so-and-so. If I want to do arts and crafts, I can just be like, hey, boyfriend, let's do, you know. Right, right. You can make them your everything. You just shouldn't. Right. right. You should, you right. should. They can be that but they're their own everything, you know, mm-hmm. and you have other people that fill certain um, areas of, of love that you need outside of a romantic relationship. Um, so learning to find those people is huge, right. Um, and relying on them. Um, separation. Sorry. I've, <laughs> I'm like, so you're good. I'm like, no, you're good. You're good. We went to therapy and you realized like, this is definitely not for me. And the first night you do, the, the first thing you did was get a hotel room. Yes. And I think that's absolutely, you know, just walking us through that step by step, because it is so important for listeners of, I don't think we've had anyone on the podcast that uh, wasn't married and having to unpeel so much of their lives from a relationship. And that's such a daunting task that you got through. And so shelling out for how long were you in the hotel room for? Was it like, like, like an extended stay situation, like a couple of weeks? Yeah, I knew them. Okay. You know, it was a few weeks, you know, I just wanted to yeah. get in his own space and I wanted my own space. And I felt like since I was the one ending it, it would be easier, you know, if I just the one that left that situation. Um, I usually try to make it as easy as possible for the other person. Um, yeah, I get that. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I went to the hotel room, which was nice to kind of also not be in the space that I was in with him, um, mm-hmm. to get my mind off of, of everything to feel, you feel a little more. I personally, <laughs> I like going to hotels after a breakup I found just cause I feel like it's, it feels like a little bit of a vacation in a sense. You have people. There's this, yeah, I was going to say there's a sense of like comfort and I don't say spoiledness in a bad way. I mean, like uh, cared for. You know, you, you don't have to pick up after yourself, like you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. You want to cry all day in bed. You can do that. Whatever, you know, whatever it is. Everything is excusable in a hotel room too. It doesn't, you could be napping at 3 PM. It feels normal. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So it's kind of like a, just like a little healing getaway. Um, So do you think that getaways, whether it's a hotel or like an Airbnb or something like that can be really refreshing to kind of be with yourself, center yourself and do something, be somewhere that you enjoy um, is, is really helpful. Um, it was also like my first time we were together all the time. So Mm. it was the longest I'd been like alone for a while. And Um, what was that first reaction for you? Was it lonely or was it refreshing or was it just, you were sort of analyzing the quietness? It was scary. Yeah, it was scary. I felt like I was grieving, you know, at this point I didn't know we would be friends. So I felt like, Mm. like he just died 
you know, like he's gone forever. And what did I do? You know, it's, it's scary stepping into, it's scary stepping into that. And you just don't see an end at the time. You don't see a way out at the time. Based on the fear, what made you not want to go back? Like what, why didn't you go back? Do because you just in your heart felt something or what, what was it? Um, for me, it was a number of things of like, we had broken up in the past and tried, we'd, we'd tried and it wasn't okay. working and okay. we were both getting older too. And I felt like I was going to, it would be comforting. It'd be easy to go back and just get, mm-hmm. get sense of comfort. Um, but I, part of it was for him too, you know, and, and that I, helped you, it helped you think, okay, I'm caring for someone else in this breakup to make sure that we both are taking care of. I mean, seriously, that's a great, I think whatever people need to tell themselves, because that's tr- the truth. It's, it really is for both of you guys that you felt like you were, you were, you were holding out for both of you guys. Yeah. To be able to move on. Yeah. Right. If I went back, it was going to mm. be the same thing again. And could I leave again? Uh, you know? Right. It's so hard to do. It's like once you rip the Band-Aid off, you know, why would you just go and stick it back on? So, um, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, So you're in the hotel for a couple of weeks. And then and then how did you piece your life back together through the business? And, and who was that support system for you? Um, my sister helps a lot behind the scenes um, when I need it. She's a, you know. Mm. Uh, she went to a school for like business management and, and stuff like that. So she, you know, helped out some Tyler and I still somewhat talked when we needed to for classes, but a lot of it, I kind of did on my own. Um, and uh, that actually helped me too to dive into work. Um, okay. Even with him, that's such an interesting perspective. Well, I would do stuff without him too. Okay. So, okay. To di- so to dive into like the sides, the stuff that I could do on my own, um, because like I built the website for the most part and like all this stuff. So there's like a lot of creative elements that I could kind of dive into. And I feel like work was good to keep my mind off of it. I think if you have too much free time, then you're, it's great to, to cry and to let it out. But there's a point where it's like, okay, we can't do this all day, every day and let life fall by the wayside. Productivity was a healing tool for you. It really gave you something to concentrate on. After, after the cry session, waking up in the morning and then getting to work or at the end of the day. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and productivity. And then um, I think just trying to let go of, like I had to process letting go of my guilt of, um, of ending it. And, you know, I feel like I don't, of hurting somebody else. So working through that, realizing, you know, this is the best thing and, um, rebuilding some friendships, you know, I like some people that maybe I wasn't that close to, I, you know, I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go try and see if we can, um, bond mm. a level. I've never really explored this friendship. And, you know, via my friend, um, Lexi, actually, she introduced me to a lot of her friends and that really helped. And it helped me find myself outside of that relationship. Cause for right. some it was Katie and Tyler, you know? I think that's also such a great message for the people, for the friends involved of if you have a friend going through the breakup and they are looking for that olive branch, like what a blessing to be that friend that can say yes. And 
it just shows the person going through the breakup. If you just put yourself out there, how many yeses you can actually get when, um, you know, what that leads to, what, what a new life, just putting one foot in front of the other and putting yourself out there for someone to say, oh yeah, we're having a game night or, oh yeah, we're having dinner and, and, and help, help someone else out of a, out of a hole. Um, oh yeah. To, yeah. That's, that's huge on both sides for the friends and for the people of, if you just put yourself out there, how much, how many yeses you can get. It is, it's so true. And like, without that, it, I think it would be way too lonely. And it, sometimes it does take you being the one initiating, you know, it's not like someone's going to just magically coincidentally invite you out that night. It's right. Right. Someone that you're not that close with, you don't have to talk about the issue at hand. You can just say, Oh, I'm going through a breakup and I'm just, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I need more friends in my life. Um, let's hang out, <laughs> let's hang out, whatever it is. It's, it's funny how many people are, are willing to be there and, and support you in those ways. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just a, a way of, I don't know, finding you, finding what you like. Um, so that was great. And then through that, yeah, I don't know how we made our way back around. Um, I think cause we were forced to work together. It forced us to figure out our friendship. Cause I don't think there was a world where we could just be like business partners and not be friends. We just, okay. We're too, you know, we're too close. And, and you both, and you both love the acting studio, and that's why you decided to both still partake in it. That was like the biggest part to still want to work together was ultimately because you both still love the business that you had built together. Yeah, pretty much. And okay. um, we both we mesh so well teaching together. Um, I feel like our teaching styles are very similar. So like, if I'm blanking on something for a second, he'll pick up the slack, and we just riff off of each other really well, which makes like especially online classes can be kind of um, boring when you have one person <laughs> teaching. Okay. Um, okay. So we have like a fun, good cop, bad cop dynamic um, sort of thing or where we like make fun of the other. Um, so yeah, we mesh really well and we love, we've both been teaching for, I've been teaching for as long as I've been acting uh, wow. minus a year. So I started assisting okay. teaching um, at a very young age. And so it's something I love and he loves and they were like our kids kind of in a way mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you see them grow for so long and and acting such a it can be such a part of your personal journey and really learning how to tap into um other people's minds and in the mm-hmm. way you work and it requires you to confront a lot of things about yourself um and so we really got to know these people and and i think that love of them also kept us together. Um, and so, and Murphy probably, he's like, come on, mom. I was a big part of it. Um, yeah. He's so cute. Just like laying with the paws in the corner right now. I'm dying. If people can't see this, you can go on YouTube to watch the actual visual of, of good old Murphy sleeping on his back, paws up. Um, but I, I love that that shows, I think the biggest lesson of of maturity, essentially, of accelerating uh, maturity at, at a relatively young age is realizing you both have this love for this business uh, that you've built together and the love for the clientele. Did the clients, like did the customers, did you, your kids suspect <laughs> anything? Did you have to, where did the professional and personal line, I guess, you know, if, for people that are going through breakups with uh, their business partner, um, who are also their romantic partners, what was uh, the best advice you feel like you went through with uh, letting your customers or the your, your students know? We didn't let them know for a while when it was like so fresh for us. 
you know, okay. um, just because I feel like there's a lot of emotions that can accidentally kind of slip. Right. Um, and it wasn't necessary for people to to know. We would just be like, oh, okay, I'll ask Tyler or okay, you know, I'll, I'll ask Katie and get back to you or whatever. Um, right. We did let like, we were teaching two little twins and we would teach them um, in privates and we were close with their mom. So we told them and they were like devastated. They were like, no. Oh, yeah. So there were a few. People. Did the moms, did the moms give the bad news to the kids or did you guys? Have we were to there. They were not. They were like, yeah, we split up, but we, we didn't tell them till we were a bit more uh, amicable. We were like. Right. On cordial terms emotionally. Yeah, I think we were in the yeah. same room together teaching um, oh, wow. at the time because we hadn't taught so much like in separate rooms and it would kind of get hard with, you know, Zoom and like interrupting at the same time, especially since we're both teaching together. We'd, mm-hmm. Or we'd be like, okay, let's do blah, blah, blah. And it's easier to do if the person's right there. Um, right, right. So we're like, we, we still hang out. See, it's okay, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, – but then we eventually, I think I, we, we told people or it came up, um, mm-hmm. you know, very casually. Um, I don't know how, I don't know how we brought it up. I think we just said it. We were like, yeah, you know, it's interesting because we broke up and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, try to brush past it. Um, but they didn't care. They're like, you know, I, I think love. They were accepting of it. Yeah, yeah. I understand that. I mean, I think it obviously is going to depend on people's business, if they're adults, if they're kids, what's the dynamic, you know, what's the industry to begin with. But like you said, acting something so emotional and vulnerable. And if you're close with your kids, it's only appropriate at event, you know, at an appropriate time to tell them. Yeah. I think they love that they still got both of us, you know? Right. Right. And what would, I mean, I can Im- imagine there's so many lessons, but what was like your biggest, I guess my biggest question for you is how I mean, it's just, that's so hard to face someone every day or on a several weeks, you know, basis, several times a week basis of facing your ex. I mean, you really had to be so secure in your decision of this person is not for me. So it's okay for me to be able to physically be in the same room with them and connect with them even on a teaching level. How did you come to that consensus? I know you said because you broke up several times before. You, was it that you were just really confident in that feeling? And so it didn't matter that you were in front, he was physically in front of you? Yeah. And once I ended it, it ended. Like It really ended mentally. We knew, I think I just knew it was over because I knew I wanted to find my person. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, I... I stayed so long with this, this person who I love and adore. And I'm so thankful that, you know, he can still be in my life that he wanted Mm -hmm. that we could make it work. Also Um, respecting that boundary is you wanted to keep making that work. You wanted to keep that person as something in your life. So that was also respecting that boundary too of, I'm so glad I get at him today and that's enough. Yeah, 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 exactly, like, yeah. exactly. Okay. And like, if he didn't want to, I had to be okay with that too, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, the the fact that he also saw value in our friendship made it easy too. And like, I was clear that you know, I think we both knew we weren't getting back together. There's just a okay sense, um, that we both knew that we did not work even if we loved each other and even if one of us maybe 
wanted to at the very you know beginning of the breakup it's we knew we both knew you were really confident and there was there anything that surprised you that either was harder or easier um obviously that you know the idea of getting to have him in your life you didn't know that when you initially broke up was there anything that was even funny or just something out of left field that you're like huh i never saw that coming um that you learned from the breakup ultimately so one is, well, Murphy, I was like, how are we going to co-parent? Like, do we have to have a schedule? That's what people do, right? They're like, I'm going to pick the kid up on the weekends. And, and I was like, this is going to be, what do we do with the holidays and whatever? We both are so chill about it that it's it's like, I'm sad. Can I have Murphy for a few days? Aw. Right. Okay. I, yeah. So it's just, we trade off whenever. I have him most of the time. Um, cause he has his family in California and like okay. have pets and stuff. And so if he gets lonely, he has them. If I get lonely, I have Murph. Um, right. <laughs> oh, so it's pretty simple. So it's just, we just trade them off. And so I thought that was really funny. And I think people think that's like, you know, like you guys don't get upset if there's no, like, there's no like planned thing. It's just, I'm going to pick up Murph right now. Okay. <laughs> So. Well, you also get a free babysitter when you're out of town. It's it's a huge perk. As someone who has a dog, it's very expensive. It adds up. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, it's nice and vice versa. And so, yeah, I mean, it works. It works out. And same thing with the business, too. If one of us is like filming, the other one can cover, which is really nice. Right. Um, I think how you have to have a certain level of friendship. Um you know, I think we've both really like been there for each other in the business through its struggles too. We're like, if it's not doing very well, you know, we're, we're mindful of, I think, um, where the other person, you know, needs a little extra help and, and we'll help. Right. Right. It's, it's such an amazing just outcome that you have such an amazing confidant essentially in your life that tried to be a romantic part. So you'll never have to wonder what if, can he be my everything? You're like, he can't. And that's fine. And we have such a beautiful gift as it is. And we've been friends. So what's funny is we've been friends with each other's significant others since. I was going to add, that was my very next question was how did the significant others, because you just got out of a two-year relationship, how mm -hmm. did that affect your relationship with Tyler, your ex? And then how did that affect your current partner, who's now your ex-partner? But how did they feel about this relationship in your life? Like how did everyone feel? It's, <laughs> that's <laughs> been the funniest thing of it all was we both were like, how are we going to deal with this when we both get into other relationships? people? Yeah. We do. And we both were like, well, I'm going to tell him that you're my friend. Sorry, suck it up kind of thing. And he was like, well, I'm going to, I'll do that too. And we're like, we'll see if that actually happens when it comes to, you know? Um, but we, we both, I have dated, <laughs> I dated somebody who was like, yeah, totally okay with it. That's totally fine. Um, it's, that's your thing. Pretty quickly realized um, he was not a great partner. He okay. was very controlling and very jealous, which I can understand anyone being jealous of this situation, but don't pretend to be okay with something in the beginning and then when you're really not, because that's just, it's creating, I mean, first, it's a lie. It's how you it's, maybe yeah. want the relationship to be. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. So it's that setting was, yourself up for failure. Yeah. 
pretty much. It was yeah. I was new, so I'm gonna say whatever I can to to mm. make it work for now. But he would be like, okay, what time are they uh, getting on class? And you know, like, okay, they're they're in class together. He'd be mad when I was doing Zoom class at his place, mm. and I'd get mm-hmm. home, and I'm like, I'm. Cause I didn't come I'm here. <laughs> yeah. It would pass it and he'd be like, why were you upstairs for five minutes? And I was like, geez. So yeah, that was one that, <laughs> that, that was easy to end. And you were able to, you know, it, have the camaraderie of your previous relationship. You're like, this is not for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There were, there were several factors in that one that, um, made that one end. Um, but which we can go into those things at different time. Uh, but if anything that, that, you know, it really accelerates, it weeds out the people that are not meant for you. You know, yeah. because so much of your life does work with your ex and there's clearly nothing romantic about it. And so at this point, uh, aside from somebody that really helps you in your life and you help him in his life. And so hopefully uh, the right partner can see it. They're all good things that are going to help you run well for the relationship that you're in, hopefully with that person. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah. so, I mean, and then it, like Tyler take me on my first audition that I booked. Like um, the, like my first, I did a TV movie called Teen Spirit and he'd take me on that. And so I'm like, he's just been there through like my successes and everything. And, um, and like you said, there's nothing there anymore. Like the, if it was going to happen, it would have happened a million. There's been a million opportunities for that. So we Mm -hmm. built solid in that. And um, so then he dated somebody who was okay ish with it. Um, they've they've broken up since and and we were friends throughout and she was like I don't know she was like I don't know why I was so jealous at the time like seeing your dynamic after me and Tyler were together I'm like oh I totally get it like there's nothing to worry about and I was like yeah um so and then my ex uh my most current ex was Mm -hmm. so amazing about it like He said, I basically told him on date. So my, my advice to anyone who is friends with their ex, kind of like if you have a kid, get it out of the way pretty quickly. Cause you're, you don't want to. Good friends, good friends with your ex. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Good friends, good friends with your exactly. Good friends with your ex. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, not, not, I guess as quickly as you need to, but I find it easier to just kind of like let the person. Know. I think, yeah especially if he's consistently in your life and it's such a platonic relationship that is such a vital part of helping you, uh, you know, especially from a business standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. And I know not everyone's going to be okay with that and that doesn't make them a terrible person. It just is not the person that is going to work in my life and my dynamic, my relationship dynamic. So, um, but this guy was, I think maybe for a second, he was a little bit like, okay, let me, it was cool about it from the beginning, but when we he saw how close we were, um, I think he maybe was a little suspicious and kind of like hung out to kind of suss the situation out. And then I think mm-hmm. I saw very quickly that he was like, okay, there's, they don't work like that and there's nothing there and I can right. do that and I feel comfortable now. And so, I mean, it got to- If a- anything, I'm sure he's friends with Tyler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. So they, they get along and- Exactly. I mean, he was, he was so patient and so understanding of that, which is just everything I could have asked for more. I never thought I would find somebody like that. Okay. With the situation where there were points even where, um, we were all going to a friend's birthday party 
And then Zach was like, oh, I'm going to hang back actually. And I was like, what? <laughs> You're just going to let me go to, to the party with, with Tyler? Like in my mind, I'm like, that's okay. <laughs> like be a little worried, you know, uh, <laughs> me being like, but that's hilarious. But yeah, he was, it was just, a, it's interesting when there's a business partner that happened to be an ex, because usually a business partner that you're working with several times a week, the spouse is somewhat acquainted with, or the, the, the significant other, the partner is acquainted with. So it is quite funny um, and really lovely to see when it can be a, also a romantic ex. That's the business yeah. partner. Yeah. And everyone gets along to that extent. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's yeah. great. And I think, I think a good, another good test has just popped in my head is like, if you can't talk to your ex about new people in your life, then I would, you know, question why. Um, I mean, I know there's like, at first you don't want to hurt the other person and things like that. But at a certain point you should be able to discuss other romantic partners. Um, mm -hmm. So like Tyler's been there for me through breakups. He knew about the guy that like my latest uh, ex who um, he, yeah, he like, he knew about Zach before I ever started dating him and was like help helping along that whole journey. And so, um, so that's an interesting thing. And how I knew he didn't have feelings too was like when he was mm -hmm. supporting me and I was there for him and like, I could hear about whatever and not be affected and vice versa. Right. It's a nice feeling. I have one ex that uh, I genuinely root for him with every relationship he enters. We're still not super great friends, but we're absolutely friends, consider each other family. It is a very odd dynamic. But yeah, no, I'm, I, I get hurt when he doesn't check in as a friend. It's not, it has nothing to do with romance. But yeah, no, it's, it's a lovely feeling when it can be water, just such water under the bridge. And, and I really hope that people who are going through that like really intense breakup with so many overlapping aspects of their life can, like you said, A, learn that they shouldn't be someone's everything. You shouldn't want that for yourself or your partner, as well as just navigating, being able to turn off the romantic love fully and really respect and want to keep and harness and, and hold what you currently have with, with an ex. Uh, that is such a beautiful relationship shift. That's not an easy thing to do. No. And I think it's also, you know, you have to discuss boundaries too and, and respect, respect your current partner's boundaries if they're, they're willing to work mm. through that. Um, mm -hmm. Were you guys together for a long time? We were, no, only a year, but, but not, not seven and a half years. Um, but we've been, oh, it, it's been 10 years since we even dated. Oh. Uh, so it's been, a, it's been a long time. Oh, much. Yes. Very long time. So I've had many partners where they were, um, I think for the most part, fine with my, but we, we were not business partners. So that's why it was, it's fascinating to hear your story um, of the fact that you guys are, you know, worked together for so long and are still working together. And it's, it's really cool to see that I think people get a lot out of. So yeah, no, I appreciate your story. We're going to do a little lightning round. Um, so first thing that comes to your mind will be, it can be one word answer. It can be a one sentence answer. When was your first breakup? A uh, serious one when I was 18. 19. 18, 19. And then who was your first crush? It could be celebrity. Aaron, oh, Aaron Carter. Oh, oh, Aaron Carter. And then what was, uh, do you have a model relationship? It could be friends, parents, a current relationship you used to have. My grandparents, they are best friends. They are still so in love. Oh. I love them. Uh, what is your go-to breakup movie? 
I don't have a go-to, but I love this movie called The One I Love. I don't know if that's really a breakup movie, but it's a good one. No, it's okay. The One I Love. Who's in Who's in that? Um, is that old movie or? Brothers. It's really not. <laughs> I'm like. Oh, the Duplass Brothers. Okay. Is yeah. that the one? Is that the Elizabeth Moss movie? Yes. Yes. We <laughs> love that movie. It's so good. Like, it's not really a breakup movie, but it's, you know, it's about couples that can't <laughs> They go to the couples and they go to that couple's retreat house, right? Yes. Yeah. And they yes. go to like work on their relationship. So kind of- That's a great movie to watch for anyone going through a breakup. I think that's an excellent movie. Oh, I love that movie. It's yes. so good. It's one of my- it's a, There's so many twists and turns and you're like, this is not a horror movie, but what is this? It's a great Perfect. movie. Yeah. Um, such a good movie. And then your breakup uh, song. Do you have a breakup song? Um. I don't know. Right now, I really like Vampire. I don't know. It just makes me feel good. Like, okay, Vampire. And then break up food. It could be stress food, healthy food, any food. Stress food. Oh, um, ice cream. Vegan ice cream. And then the first thing you do after a breakup? Cry it out. Cry it out. Yeah. Okay. And then what is your number one relationship red flag or uh, a red flag in a relationship or potential relationship? Put downs, little put, put down. Like, so okay, so like belittling or or yeah, little even, digs. Even if even if it's like in the slightest, they show up really like simply and sneakily, and um, you know, I always am like, uh, is that going to be a bigger deal later? Mm, okay. And what is your number one green flag in a relationship or potential relationship? Um, someone invested in getting to know me as a human because they want to love and honor me the way that um i can appreciate it the best and, mm. versa. Mm-hmm. and then what is your what is a fun quirk of yours that your past partners have either made fun of you about or love you for or annoy you then you annoy them with what is what is that fun quirk that you think you have that they've told you about fun quirk um i Making silly voices and singing and random bad, yeah, bad moments throughout the day. Okay. Throughout the day. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's great. And the last but not least, uh, you've given a lot of advice this episode, but we end every episode with words of wisdom. And do you have any just final advice for someone going through a breakup uh, like your past relationship today that you talked about? Um, support system. Therapy is is therapy has gotten me through everything. Um, you know, if I, if I wasn't in therapy, I, I don't think I would be where I am today. And, um, with that healing your traumas, because they will keep showing up over and over until you do that work. Mm-hmm. Mm. Thank you so much. People are going to get so much out of that today. Um, <laughs> Good. seriously, thank you. No, of course. Thank you. Sorry. I'm like, I know I'm all over the place. I'm like, Oops. no, no, no. It was lovely. No, this is, this is, uh, like I said, having so many overlaps in a relationship is something that we haven't talked about yet. So I think it's good. It's going to be, it's going to be good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you everyone for checking out this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, wherever you get your podcast and become an exclusive member on our Patreon. And we'll see you next week. Uncoupling podcast is produced by Stampede Ventures, Jason R. Ellis and Holland Roden. 